0: Hello, this is take four. (laughs) Sometimes you just can't get your tongue untied and start talking into a microphone. Welcome to the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. I am your host, Gene Fleming. I'm an ISSA certified fitness trainer and uh, a senior fitness specialist. And these days, my whole life at age 64 is about training senior adults uh, to stay fit for their age and really isn't that what it's all about because it doesn't make any difference if you're 60 or 70 or 80 or 90. Uh, not, not really. The age is just a number, but if you get to that age and you're able to keep on doing things you really love to do, things you really want to do, um, things you really need to do, and you've managed to, uh, See your doctor like you're supposed to, eat good healthy food and get sufficient exercise, well your timelines just just tends to stretch out. You know, it does because uh your body is better able to defend itself against accidents and diseases. And I don't care what anybody says if you eat better and if you exercise regularly, it positively, in, almost said infects, affects your health. And uh, so, you know, we all, you know, have known our parents, our grandparents, uh, aunts, uncles, neighbors, people that aged, and, and people who were very old when we were kids. And we saw some of the things that they went through with aging. And then sometimes, you know, there were people that we thought were really old but turns out they were just 45-year-old schoolteachers, and now here we are. We're the older people, um, so to speak. You know, I don't. I really don't think 64 is old. That's my age. Uh, I don't feel old. I don't feel uh, unable to do the demands of life that are reasonable for a guy my age. You know, I work out, I do yard work, I do housework, I cook, I clean, I shop. I, You know, today I I went and ran some errands. That's one of the things we do, you know. I had to go to the UPS store, I had to go to the grocery store, I had to go to the bank. Just regular old life stuff. And so, you know, I think where Pushing 60 Aside, the podcast is concerned, is... There must be a good formula, a better formula, a methodology of doing essential things to make sure that I don't start a downward slide in my strength, in my health, in my mental agility, um, in my social life, in my religious life, whatever life it is that I have that is just part of what makes up my life and uh, you know and so if there is this magic formula or maybe it's not so magic at all just this week i did a uh, i did a search I, i did a search to find out what the u.s government says about senior fitness and and on the center for disease control site um There's an entire manual, a book, specifically on senior fitness. It's in a PDF format. It's free to the public. You don't have to give them your email address or anything like that. You can just go to the CDC uh, and, and look for this book on senior fitness. It's there. And so I spent one evening just reading through what the Center for Disease Control says seniors should probably do to maintain their health and fitness as they continually or continue to age. So here's what I found. I'm not going to read the book to you because that just bore you to tears. But what I found out was the very things that are in this free book, from the CDC, is almost verbatim the curriculum we're teaching in our SAIL classes here in DeKalb County, Alabama. Uh, SAIL stands for staying active and independent for life. Okay, that's a novel concept because we all want to stay active and we definitely don't want to lose our independence. I've talked about that on so many podcasts uh, that I, I won't go down that rabbit trail again. But what I found remarkable was, you know, there really is nothing new under the sun sometimes. You've heard that old expression. And this book was written in the early 2000s. And, uh, you know, and and the formula for staying active enough to help stave off diseases like diabetes, um um, the muscle loss, um, heart disease, lung d- disease, diseases of the brain. Now, I know not everything can be fixed through a healthy diet and um, exercise, but if we begin this, this notion, this plan, this, this lifestyle, soon enough we can literally change the course of our health to help prevent us from suffering needlessly in the years that are still way ahead of us. And I know, I know, I know, it's a commitment. You know, but the, the one thing I found that this is just perfect in this book by the Center for Disease Control is uh, exercise is not necessary every single day of the week. Now, I know and you know of people who are all the time talking about going to the gym every day and and then how they worked out for an hour or an hour and a half or 2 hours or how it was leg day or how it was back day or uh, chest day or arms day or you know and 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 that's okay if you're twenty five years old and you can still get plenty of sleep and you can still do your other stuff in life, like oh, let's say be a dad, be an employee, be a good husband, you know that's that's all good and fine if you want to spend you know fifteen hours a week in the gym, and that doesn't even include the time going to getting ready for uh coming home from taking a shower and you know and and you know drive time and all that you know so if you're spending 20 hours a week in the gym you're you're overdoing it at any age but especially once we become of what we classically call the senior citizen group the the age that I'm going to say for most of us starts Uh, About age sixty, ergo the name of this podcast pushing sixty aside. But most of us think that you know our senior years really start about sixty-five. You know, so the thing I found amazing with the CDC book was that uh, that it discouraged seniors from over exercising. And yes, there is such a thing. And uh, and their recommendation was to exercise. Every other day. Uh, but, and, and why? Why would they suggest that? Well, if you're really doing meaningful, purposeful exercise that has the potential to positively impact your body, then you're going to have to invest at least 150 minutes of pretty doggone good exercise a week. You know, the American Heart Association says, you know, 30 minutes a day, 5 days a week. Well, yeah, 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 that's that's not too much. Um, my classes are an hour long, 3 days a week. So, they exceed that 150 minutes worth of exercise every week just by attending 3 classes. Now, I am not opposed if they feel up to it. For any of my seniors in my fitness classes taking, you know, casual strolls, walks around the neighborhood, walks around the farm, you know, walks around a convenient walking park in their town on the days that we're not training. But when we're doing heavy muscle work, uh, upper body, lower body, when we're doing aerobics, that's really enough for one day, just, just for one day. And In line with what the CDC says, and, you know, when you stop and think about what it takes to get a book published through the CDC, this is not, you know, Harry the bodybuilder down at your local gym that wrote a book and and gave it to the CDC. No, this is stuff that's been researched and vetted and, you know, scientists and doctors and physical therapists and all these people had to check off on it to to come up with a formula that's good for seniors, where exercise is concerned. So, um, the 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 aim here is to get enough exercise to stimulate the body to continue uh, maintaining its strength, its balance, its flexibility, its mobility, and in the process get the social stimulation. Uh, that comes through perhaps group exercise now, are my classes special? Well, I think they're pretty doggone special myself, uh because I'm a benefactor of the very classes that I teach uh or and you know so if if I just lead these classes, I've already met what the American Heart Association and the c d c says is essential for a guy my age to fight the loss of muscle, to maintain his balance so he doesn't fall down, and to have this period of uh, really physically and mentally tasking activities that help keep me sharp and help keep me socially engaged. And those are good things. The one thing that I kind of fear and I don't want to happen is to become socially withdrawn with age to where me and my wife and my little dogs, we stay in our little house and and we never go anywhere and we never talk to people other than each other. And, um, and we spend hours listening to the radio or watching TV or uh, these days, uh, as a senior, playing video games. Yeah, we do that. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to shut the outside world out because I don't feel like going anywhere. I don't feel like talking to people. And, you know, it's a skill. Engaging with people is a skill set. And we've been doing it our whole lives. And yeah, maybe sometimes we're sick and tired of it. And, uh, and you know, we'd just rather stay home. But the need to engage our brains in conversations and activities with other people is really critical to our our mental health and our emotional health as we continue to age. Because, my friends, nothing is worse than being utterly lonely. Utterly lonely. Longing for people to engage with. Longing for people to talk to. Longing for somebody to golf with or fish with or any other activity. And so... Do I think my class is special? I think it's pretty doggone special because we're doing a lot with people that range from age 60 to 94. I think it's I think it's remarkable, and and, and I hope I don't sound like I'm bragging on me because I didn't write this curriculum. I just teach it, and it is a curriculum. You know, it's a, there's a format. We start the class and we do 18 to 20 minutes of non-stop aerobics. And, um, and and some of the people in my class, they are amazed that they can do that. Now, we didn't just dump it on them first day, we kind of built up to this 18 to 20 minutes of perpetual motion and, and activity that stimulates their heart muscle and their circulation and their lungs and their brains while simultaneously working on their balance. Uh, that's just a big old win. And, um, and so after we finish that, we progress into upper body strength training using dumbbells. And after that, we work on lower body strength uh, using ankle weights. And during the course of doing all of this, we do a series of, of drills and exercises that are specifically designed to help the senior maintain spatial awareness and to keep that brain talking to the feet and legs and arms to do um, things that will prevent falls. Imagine this, you're at a local, uh, let's say street festival. I mean, maybe it's a spring festival where you live. And um, you and your friend, your spouse, your grandkids are walking down through a a, a street that's been blocked off for this big celebration. And there's vendors everywhere. And some kid comes running at you. uh, Say a 10-year-old boy comes running at you full blast. And in that split second before he's going to run slam into you because he's not looking where he's going, you have to get out of the way. Can you sidestep quickly to get out of this child's way? My class helps make sure that you do that, that you can do that. What if you were walking in your yard and you stumble over anything? It could be a pine cone, a limb, a rock, or a small depression in the yard, um, and, and you stumble and you stumble. Can you quickly throw a leg in front of yourself to catch yourself or out to the side or even behind you to help prevent a fall? Our classes work on things like that. Well, you say, Gene, how in the world do you train 80-year-old people not to fall? It's something you just have to see, and it's a shame that I can't just take one of these classes and put it in a video format and show it to you while you're listening. But um, imagine the oldest person you've ever known confidently walking absolutely heel to toe, one foot in front of the other, heel to toe, heel to toe, heel to toe, heel to toe, 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 and then putting it in reverse and walking toe to heel, toe to heel, toe to heel, toe to heel heel for about eight steps and, and, and doing that a couple of times. That's pretty doggone impressive, I, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. And, you know, another thing that we do in the class is we walk in a tiny circle. Imagine in your head right now a circle that's about as big around as you can make a, a circle with your arms, okay? You know, maybe a foot and a half across. Um, and how about walking around that circle while looking over your right shoulder continuously and staying focused on what's going over to your right side and then reversing direction and doing the same thing and then looking over the other shoulder and making another couple of circles. Uh, you say, well, how in the world does that help? Well, it's about teaching your brain and your muscles uh And replicating things that humans normally do, that I, at my age, still do this. And that reinforces these neural pathways so that you're in command of your feet, you're in command of what you're looking at, yet still attentive to the fact that you're turning around in a small space. A situation where some seniors stumble or lose their balance and some fall. So, am I singing the praises of the sale class tonight? Yeah, 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 kind of so, but I'd also sing the same praises for an individual who downloaded this PDF book from the CDC on senior fitness and did these exercises at home. And I'd also sing the praises of the Silver Sneakers program because many of the exercises are identical, or close enough that they're accomplishing the same mission. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about that, but the one thing I wanted to focus on tonight was um, the essence of both my classes, the ones talked about in the CDC manual, and ones that Silver Sneakers are doing. And I am not a Silver Sneakers instructor, and I'm not affiliated with that program At all, but it's not because I haven't been asked, okay? It's just I've got all I can do right now. So I don't teach silver sneakers, but I've watched enough of their videos to know it's a solid program. And you know, you may not have a sale class uh, in your hometown, but if you uh, live in a large enough area that you have a YMCA or a a community recreation center that has a gymnasium, there may be seen silver sneakers classes offered there that you can take just as well. And I would strongly suggest you do that. Um, so I like the idea that people who've reached the golden years, because the, the, most of my participants in my classes are well up in their 70s. I would like to think when you got to that point, and no, I'm not going to think. I know that if you get to age 70, you've done a lot of things really right over the years in taking care of your health. You know, you didn't drink too much alcohol. You didn't smoke like a house fire, and uh, you stayed fairly active. You did a lot of things right, and the goal here is to not work yourself to death, but to Continue being active in a way that safeguards you from advancing heart disease, uh, advancing circulation issues, advancing diabetes problems, a lowered immune system function. So if you come to my class or you go to a a class, it's a silver sneakers class, uh, you got to go. And you got to go regularly. Uh, the CDC says you need the strength training a minimum of twice a week, and so and that's a really good idea. But the thing I wanted to talk about tonight was this this pattern of three days of exercise a week or five days of exercise a week. Um, this day off between exercise is critical for your exercise program because it's in the rest day and in your sleep where muscle growth takes place. Uh, it, that's, that's phenomenal. I know when I was young, I'd go to the gym and I'd lift weights and and I'd get my pump on. I'd get my muscles all engorged with blood and fluids and stuff. And I'd walk out of the gym with my chest poked out, feeling like I was you know, I don't know, a bodybuilder perhaps, never was, but, you know, that's all cool, but those muscles were just temporarily pumped up, and as soon as I got calmed down, all that extra blood and fluid that were in those muscles drained right on back into my circulation, and uh, and those muscles went down, and they didn't stay that large as they were when I walked out of the gym for the next 10 years or 10 days and and maybe not even the next 10 hours. So if you're going to exercise, you know, don't go gangbusters into it and try to make up for perhaps years you never exercised at all. Uh, Lift weights, but don't lift weights every single day. You just don't have to. Exercise on Monday, get you some aerobics in get you some upper body strength training in, get you some lower body strength take uh, in, get you some balance work done, and, um, and then on Tuesday go for a casual walk. You know, a little on the brisk side, maybe 20-30 minutes. It's not like exercise real hard on Monday and then lay around all day Tuesday, but then on Wednesday hit your training cycle again. It's This way that you stimulate the muscles, you stimulate the joints, your feet, ankles, knees, hips, all get used to load-bearing exercise during um, the weightlifting, during the aerobics, during all of it. Your brain starts to re-hone and reshape and and re-network itself to deal with balance issues. And then on Tuesday, of course, You're taking it easy, and you're letting essential repair and restorative work take place in your body. And then by, you know, you did it Monday, you rested Tuesday, you hit it again Wednesday. And that's just enough time. That's presuming you're going to have about 48 hours between the actual training cycles. That's just enough time that your muscles are ready and waiting and prime to Do the hard work again, and hey, I've got a news flash for you. Uh, for the ladies, to do this exercise, the strength training that we're talking about uh, in our 60s, five pound dumbbells are enough, you know, they really are. And for the men, eight pound dumbbells are enough. You can do everything that you really need to do to stimulate your muscles and, and keep them built up and to keep your strength level high with a relatively small, num, small set of weights. Uh, but the, the key here is to do the lifts slowly with much control, good form, and to do a couple of sets and what's a set let's say i'm doing um, bicep curls i want to do eight to ten i want to do them nice and slow and even with my classes um, we count three seconds by going one mississippi two mississippi three mississippi so the lift is one mississippi hold it in place for two mississippi and lower it down on the count of three, Mississippi. That works out to roughly three seconds. It's important to keep the muscle contracted long enough that it feels the stress, the strain of holding that dumbbell up. And for ladies, five pounds is really enough. For men, eight pounds is really enough because we're not aiming to become bodybuilders or Olympians. We're trying to stay fit for everyday life stuff. So... I think that's the sum of it. Get the exercise. Get a good night's sleep. Get good meals in you that include ample protein. And uh, take a day off after fairly intensive exercise and hit it three days a week. That's it in a nutshell. On the days that you're not doing an organized exercise session, go for a walk. Go for a small bike ride. um, You know go for a walk around the city park or or play a round of golf or or do some yard work it all counts all physical activity counts if uh if if you're not sitting on your recliner or on your couch uh or sitting on your front porch in a rocking chair it's physical activity and it counts toward everything that keeps you fit as a senior who has also pushed 60 aside Getting ready to push seventy aside, gonna push eighty aside, aiming for ninety plus, and who knows, if you will stick with it, you just might have really great golden years. I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking about eighty five plus, and 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 what if that happens, and, and and what if you are able to continue taking care of your house, your apartment, um, um, your your yard if you have a yard. Your little garden, if you have a garden. Your pets, if you have pets. You're still able to have visits with grandchildren and, and your adult children. And uh, you're still able to do social activities with people from your church or synagogue. Um, maybe you even get engaged with the activities at a local senior center like ours. and uh, And you know, you might just have really good years ahead of you. Sometimes it's said that our best years are behind us. I say bullpucky. Yeah, <laughs> if you have, <laughs> I can't believe I said bullpucky on the uh, on the uh, on the podcast. But uh, you Southern folks in a, in the United States, you know what bullpucky is. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you just might have really great years, and you know it all falls, you know, on your shoulders it really does you you're the one that has to make that decision that i'm going to join this gym or join this senior center and i'm going to go to these classes they're offering and i'm going i know i'm going to have this arthritis issue i know i know i know and i'm afraid that's going to make me hurt more no it doesn't it actually helps mitigate arthritis pain and uh and i know personally on that issue but you're the one that has to, deci- to decide. Okay, I got to cut back on the fast food, eat more fruits and vegetables. I got to eat more whole grains. I've got to, I've, got, I've got to do a better job of feeding myself, feeding my gut, taking care of my gut bacteria, um, you know, and um, you know everything that goes with that. I've got to uh, work on getting better sleep, or at least the best possible sleep that I can get. Now, having said that, I've got people in my classes that sleep with a CPAP every night. And if you're a CPAP wearer, I get you. That doesn't mean you can't go to an exercise class. It just doesn't. In fact, your your doctor would probably, probably, I'm not going to say probably, your doctor will be proud of you for doing some light aerobic exercise and uh, so hey listen thank you for listening this is going to be about a 32 minute podcast I'm on a timer that I can see the whole time I'm talking so um, the goal is to not make these podcasts too long but to you know talk in a way I hope that shares my enthusiasm for what I'm doing this fitness thing this healthy diet thing It's like putting money in the bank for me, except I'm tacking on possibly years to a quality life. And that's what I really want. I don't want to spend 10 years toward the end being very sick and disabled and trapped at home or in assisted living or a nursing home. Don't want any part of that. Uh, that's that's not for me. That's inconsistent with my uh, demeanor. It's inconsistent with my my needs. I uh, I need to be engaged with people. I need exercise. I need healthy food. And when I stop and think, just for a second, that's not unreasonable. That that's not that's not unreasonable. I I, I can do that. And the one that benefits well me first. But of course, my wife and my extended family, my friends, and uh, you know, so it's it's it's. I don't want to say it's a journey, but it 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 is in a way. And I want the trip to be a vacation, not a hazardous trip. I I want it, I want it to get to my old years, and then when I'm just finally worn out. I want to lay down one night, you know, tell my wife good night, and and then just give up the ghost as a, as a matter of old old age, and my body's just done. I, I, that's where I want to get. I hope that comes sometime between, you know, say, age ninety five and a 95 and a hundred. Yeah, why not? I got good health care. I've got good access to food. I've got plenty of exercise, and I don't plan on quitting that. So 95 is realistic. And now think about this. I'm talking about an age that's 31 years away from today. 31 years. Think long term. Think healthy food. Think exercise is the norm for a person over 60. Because it really is. And I got about 45 people I'm going to be teaching in the morning that are going to bust a sweat doing aerobics, and they're going to lift those dumbbells and those ankle weights, and they're going to do those balance exercises. They're going to feel good about themselves. They're going to walk out of that, uh, that auditorium laughing and talking with friends that they've known their whole lives and some they've just met. And, uh, and then they're going to get on with their day, and they're going to do their errands. Until the next podcast, this is Gene Fleming. Thank you for listening to our listeners around the world. I appreciate your faithfulness to listen so much. And uh, I know this is just one American's view on on this, but I'm telling you, it doesn't differ very much from the view, if any at all, in the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the Netherlands, or any other place in the world where people are living Longer and longer, our life expectancy has gone up. Despite the pandemic, our life expectancy has gone up. And, um, you know, so living to 75 is nothing. That That's nothing. Take care of yourself. Live to 85. Take really good care of yourself and live to 95 and enjoy every single day of it. Until next podcast, I hope the good Lord blesses you. And y'all have a good week.